Welcome to Christ Rehoboth Church, a place where we help people discover their purpose for living and raise kingdom people for global impact. Join us today as Reverend Kingsley Agu takes you deep into God's Word. This morning, um, I want to continue from where we stopped last time. Um, Mark chapter 4, verse 26. Mark 4, 26. Praise God. And he said... So is the kingdom of God as if a man should cast seed into the ground. And remember, we have been dwelling on seed from the very beginning. And I said last Sunday that the kingdom of God, the word kingdom there is the word basilea, which is to reign, rulership or to have influence. Remember, I asked where we first saw rulership or dominionship. It's in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the earth. Also remember, I asked how... Does God have dominion on earth? And remember, I, I then said that God's dominion over the earth in this present time is by the seed of his word. Are we still together? So, <clears throat> Jesus will teach and liken the kingdom as to a man who sow a seed. And you might ask yourself, why would Jesus use the parable of seed? If you have followed this carefully, remember, from Genesis 1, we said that for the purpose of this teaching, you should use Genesis as though it is Moses teaching his congregation. And he's using the illustration of creation to interpret or to explain the salvation plan of God for the earth. Remember, I also said that the earth was the what? I want to see those who are following. Praise God. The earth was the heart of man. And Tohoboho, which means without form and void, was talking about the state of the audience of Moses. Remember, you are born again now. Glory to God. So why would Jesus use seed? And we, we went through the scriptures reading things about seed. And then in this parable, Jesus is using seed. Glory to God. Then see that Mark um, 4.26 again. And he said, so the kingdom of God, as if a man should cast seed into the ground and should sleep and rise night and day, and the seed should spring and grow up. He knoweth not how. For the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself. First, the blade, underline the word, the blade. Then the ear, underline that word ear. After that, the full corn in the ear, underline the word full corn. 
Glory to God. So we are going to go back to that hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Now back to that verse 27. And should sleep and rise night and day. And the seed should spring and grow up. He knoweth not how. I want you to pay attention to the word grow up there. What does that mean? It means the word of God in our heart ought to grow. How many of you remember last Sunday, we read as Jesus interpreting the parable, he said, for the seed is the what? The so the seed is the word of God. And the earth, the seed falls on is what? The heart of man. Glory to God. So when he's saying here, it spring and grow up, that means... The word of God that falls into our heart ought to grow. Hallelujah. Now, let's go to Luke chapter 8. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 8. Uh, we'll just quickly read the parables from verse 5 to 8 and then 11 to 15. A sower went out, background story, to sow his seed. And as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was trodden down, and the fowls of the herd devoured it. And some fell. Now, um, I want you to underline uh, the wayside. Then verse 6, and some fell upon a rock. Underline the word rock. And as soon as it was sprung up, it wildered away because it lacked moisture. Some fell among thorns, underlined thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. Another fell on good ground, underlined the word good ground, and sprang up and bare fruit and hundred. And when he had said these things, he cried, He that had ears to hear, let him hear. Glory to God. I said, Glory to God. Then go to verses 11. We're going to read to verse 15 now. It says, now the parable is this. Now Jesus here is explaining the parable that he had given from verses 5 to 8. Are we together? <clears throat> the seed is the word of God. Those by the wayside are they that hear. Then cometh the devil and taketh away the world out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. You see. They on the rock are they which when they hear, receive the word with joy. And these have no root, which for a while believe and in time of temptation fall away. Now, I want us to quickly see something there. I'm not against you when I'm preaching and the word is entering you. I say, glory, pastor, glory. Praise God. It, it, to me, at a point, it shows that you're receiving the word. Glory to God. But hear what it says. He says, these people receive it with great joy. But there was no depth. There was no Ruth in them. You know, I, I was preaching somewhere in Nigeria some years back. And while I was teaching the word... I think I was talking about 
the explanation on, on the illustration of uh, uh, Jonah and the fish. Praise God. And then I said, when Jesus said, I will give you this sign of Jonah and all of that stuff, he was talking about his death, burial, and resurrection. And somebody jumped up and said, tear my share, pastor. <laughs> glory to God. And then another one said, shook me, shook me, glory to God. And a whole lot of excitement going on in the church. And the preaching is still going on. It's not as though when you hear people shouting, write on pastor, preach pastor. That is not a criteria that they heard the word of God. That is much receiving <laughs> with great joy. The truth of the matter is, when you are writing down the teaching of the man of God, you won't have time to shout. Am I saying that, oh, as you're receiving, you are glorying, glorying is wrong? That's not what I'm saying. But let's be practical in this. I am saying something right now, glory to God. You ought to be writing what I'm saying, but the moment you stand up, glory, pastor, you've just missed something, glory to God. So, you see, they received the word with great joy, but they had no debt. And that is why so many people may listen to a sermon, they just use the punchlines. Praise God. They use punchline, and when they zero their mind into punchline, you notice that they don't have the understanding of what was preached. Praise God. So these people receive with great joy. These have no root. That means when you receive the word of God, there is ought to be root as you receive. There is ought to be debt as you receive. And you will notice that when there is debt of God's word in your life, your physical habit will change. Many people say they struggle with sins and all of that stuff. But when you have the debt of God's word, you will notice that your physical habit changes. Glory to God. The things you used to do, you'll do them no more because there is a replacement with God's word. It's called the renewing of the mind. Hallelujah. So you see, the word fell to the um, um, ground and, and, um, and, and uh, to the rock and they, they, with receiving with great joy, these have no root. That is why you hear some people will shout glory to God. But when you engage them on one-on-one, -on -one, you notice they have not understood a single word they've heard. Praise God. You notice they've not understood a single word they've heard. Glory to God. They heard the word and, and they received with joy. You thought they received, but there was no debt in the word. The truth is, when you receive with no debt, it's as good as not receiving. Glory to God. And in verse 14, he said, And that which fell among thorns are they which, when they have heard, go forth and are choked with cares and riches and pleasures of this life and bring no fruit to perfection. I want to sound this again. The word of God and the interpretations of God's word must be separated from you becoming rich. I cannot say this enough because 
when we give ourselves to the doctrines of you will make it today. You will make it today. And you are expecting to really make it today. And you did not make it today. It sets in depression. And you begin to think God is not on your side. Is God saying we should not work? That's not what God is saying. The word must be used for what he was given for. It's by the inspiration. God inspired men. Glory to God. I said hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So in verse 15 now it says, But that on the good ground are they which in an honest and good heart, honest and good heart, having heard the word, Keep it and bring forth fruit with patience. With a honest and good heart. In other words, with a perfect heart. You are coming with, with the heart and the mind to learn to grow your spiritual life. Are we together? To grow your spiritual life. He said, this one, notice, this we are the one the devil could not do nothing to. Remember, I've always said that the problem of the believer is not power problem. Because the word says you will receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come on you. So that means in the believer dwells power. So there is no problem of power. But however, there is a problem of knowing that you have the power. Am I communicating here? For my people perish for lack of knowledge. You have power, but you don't know you have power. It's like you are sitting on a millions, and you don't know, and you are dying of starvation. Glory to God. So we're going to focus today on the good ground. The last soil which hates in growing. Praise God. The last soil which hates in growing. So we go back now to that Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4, glory to God. <clears throat> Verse 27. And should sleep and rise night and day, and the seed should spring and grow up. He knoweth not how. For the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself. First the blade, then the ear. After that, the full corn in the ear. You notice the process. You notice the process. But when the fruit is brought forth, immediately it put it in the sickle because the harvest is come. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I want you to notice here, there cannot be building your spirit man Without fruits. They cannot be building your spirit man without fruits. That is why I'm asking that you pay close attention to the process. Pay close attention to the process. It says in verse 28 For the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself first. The blade. First, the blade. The word blade there 
is the word kotos. C-H-O-R-T-O-S is the word kotos, which comes from growing grain or at a growing stage. At a growing stage is the word kotos. It comes from growing. You can see the same word in Mark 4.28. Write it down. You can see the same word in Mark 6.39. The same word is used in Mark 6, I mean Matthew 6.30. Matthew 13.26. Matthew 14.19. Luke 12.38. John chapter 6 verse 10. Paul made reference to this in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 12. As here. As here. And you can also see it in James chapter 1 verse 10 to 11. James chapter 1 verse 10 to 11. Glory to God. Now let's see also 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 24. Remember the blade is something that is at the growing stage. Are you following me so far? First Peter chapter 1 verse 24. He said, for all flesh is as grass and all the glory of man as the flower of grass. The grass withereth and the flower thereof falleth away. Fall it away. If you read from the previous, it talks about uh, um, the corruptible and incorruptible. So that means, that means the stage is not sustainable. The stage is not sustainable. The stage of the blade is not sustainable. Because the first step when you plant is what happens. First, the blade. And that blade is not sustainable. And this is the reason why you cannot remain in that state. Because it is not sustainable. You cannot remain in that stage. Glory to God. I want you to note... That the growing process takes patience. And I want to really sound this very quickly. When you are growing, you are feeding on God's word, you must be patient to grow. So therefore, patience is key to spiritual growth. Patience is key to spiritual growth. Go to that Mark chapter 4, verse 28 again. So we'll be flipping back and forth. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Mark chapter 4, verse 28. For the earth bringeth forth of herself, First, the blade, then the ear. After that, the full corn in the ear. Glory to God. I said glory to God. So there is a stage of the blade, which is the growing stage. And at this time, that stage is still very free. 
that stage, that person can still be shaken. Glory to God. And then after the blade, he said, next is the ear. Glory to God. The word ear there is the word stakus. Is the word stakus. S-T-A-C-H-U-S. Is the word stakus. Which comes from the word istemi. H-I-S-T-E-M-I. Which means to stand. This means to stand. Praise God. Follow me carefully. This means to stand. That means at the stage of the ear, you stand out. You stand out. You have gone through the stage of growing. Now you have moved into the next stage. Glory to God. You have moved into the next stage. You can see exactly what happens here when it comes to the place of the ear. In Matthew chapter 12 verse 1. Write it down. We're not going to read all of this because of time. Praise God. But it's beneficial for your study. Mark chapter 2 verse 23. Again, Mark 4, 28 and Luke 6, verse 1. You notice as they were going and the people were hungry, they began to pluck from the ears of the corn. Glory to God. A corn that has come to a place of fullness. Notice all this growing happened patiently when you grow, when you plant. Glory to God. They happen patiently when you plant. Back to Mark 4, 28. Then after the ear, afterwards, the full corn. And the word full corn there is the word pleris. Glory to God. Quickly, Mark 14. Mark 14. Mark 14, verse 20. If you are there, say amen. And he answered and said unto them, it is one of the twelve. Oh, did I say Mark 14, 20? Glory to God. I'm missing something there. Glory to God. Sorry, it's Mark 420. It's Mark 420. And they, and these are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word and receive it and bring forth fruit. Some 30 um, fold, some 60, and some 100. You see, they heard the word. The world went through the process of growing to a place they produces fruit. They produce fruit. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. To a place where they produce fruits. To a place where they produce fruits. If you go to, if you go to um, Matthew chapter 15, verse 37, Matthew 15, 37. And they did all eat and were filled. And they took up of the broken meat that was left seven basket full. Seven basket full. So the word pleris can be used for a full basket. The word pleris can be used for a full basket. Glory to God. It can be used for a full basket. 
So what does this mean? Hallelujah. What does this mean? Notice in that Mark chapter 4, he said, first the seed. The seed can be without a grass. How many of you know that? Church, are you following me this morning? The seed can be without a grass. The seed can be without a grass. Now question, can a seed stop growing? Can a seed stop growing? Church. How many of you have planted and all of a sudden it did not grow? You know, when we first moved into our house, a friend of mine came to my house, you know, and brought me pepper that he planted. He was nurturing it. All of a sudden, he said, this is a gift to you, plant it at the back and everything. I said, glory to God. First, I left it at the backyard. I was watering it under hot sun. Instead of it to be growing, it was dying. I said, maybe it's because of where it is now. Let me go and put it on the ground. That was the end of it. Because the seed is still at the first stage. He's a thing that is planted and must be nurtured to grow. So a seed can stop growing at the grass level. A seed can stop growing at the grass level. Praise God. So you must understand here, therefore, that God's kingdom is not with the fact that you are born again alone. How many of you know that? You know, there are many Christians who always say, well, I am born again and that is all God wants. Notice Jesus is using... The parable or illustration of seed as towards the kingdom. So the fact that you are born again alone is not the complete explanation. But the, the, the seed or the kingdom is with the fact that the seed needs to grow and have positive influence. The fact that you are growing and have Positive influence. Remember kingdom. So what God is, Jesus is referring to is influence. Growing to have influence. Hallelujah. Write this down. God wants to walk through you who are his sons and daughters to rebuild, remake, and recreate the earth. So you cannot stop as, as far as I am born again. <laughs> Pastor said once I am born again, I have made heaven. So I do not need to do anything. Listen, that means your understanding is still heaven at last. Are we together? I said, are we together? So the children of God are God's influence over the earth. How God influences the earth is through his word and his word comes out through his children. Who has believed our report? 
How shall they hear unless through the mouth of a preacher? How shall they preach unless they be sent? So the sender is sending you to use the message to have influence over the earth. That is why, as a believer, your, your agenda, your desire is to grow as you receive the word. Is to grow as to receive the word. Praise God. Remember, if you have, if you plant a seed, as far as you pour liquid on it, it will grow. Is that correct? You know, some people were almost saying, yes, yes. I didn't use water for a good reason. I'll say it again. If you plant a seed, for the fact that you pour liquid on it, does that mean it will grow? Because if you take Coca-Cola and pour on the seed, it kills it. Praise God. If you take petrol and pour on the seed, it will not only burn it. When, fire, when heat comes, it will set the farm on fire. That you are praying the eyes of my understanding be enlightened. After you have prayed that, you cannot now go to seven times, seven days of firstborn deliverance. You will not expect to grow. Are we together? You will not expect to grow. Because what those things are doing to you, he's creating fear in you. And so what you are nurturing is mental agitation. Is fear in your mind. How can you be a believer? A believer, come on. Come on. Just come on, demon. You hear, come on, demon, come on. Is toiling with somebody's life. Instead of you to pray, you are now waiting. Ah, you know, this is not my calling. I have a calling, but this is not my calling. This is the calling of the pastor. And then when the person you suspect now come to church and now sit close to where you used to sit, <laughs> you say, wisdom is profitable to direct. So let me direct wisdom. God will not shame us in this life. Praise God. I said, praise God. So what those kind of messages does is to bring you to perpetual fear. To a place of worries. A place of depression. I was talking to, this is not the message, but let me just say this. I was talking to a man of God in Nigeria. I said, do you know why we have so many 419ers in Nigeria? He said, no. I said, if I tell you, will you believe? He said, tell me. I said, the moment you go to a church, they now tell you, so this 1,000 naira, this week, God will double the 1,000 naira. And you truly enter the week, God did not double it. Because God is not a money doubler. <laughs> uh -huh. You will now notice that they venture into so many things and believe it is God. What's this? There are many men of God who have been accused of sending people for 419s. 
Because there are pastors who pray for the anointing and the unction to function at the junction of that mission. Praise God. And that is why they celebrate when they now receive fat, fat tithe. That is why some of you have noticed when I see some certain offerings come from you, I call you to make sure it's not a mistake. No, seriously. And if I notice that you don't have a job and a fat money come from you, <laughs> I will ask, please come and see me in my office. I will interrogate you. <laughs> hey, have you gotten a job now? Glory to God. You won't know where he's going. Pastor, I still don't have a job. Glory to God. I believe God has blessed you. You have a job in Jesus' name. So what's the source of income now? All those messages cannot grow a believer. So there is a reason Christ uses the seed. And he said the seed is the word of God. Remember we said the seed being the word of God and the word of God is a person. And that person in John 5.39 says he is the eternal life and the one that was spoken of in the law and prophets. In Luke 24, he said he expounded from beginning of Moses on things concerning himself. That means Jesus is the message. It's not prosperity. It's not... Um, it's not... Um, Deliverance of every firstborn. Jesus is the message. So for the believer to grow, he must stay within the confinement of God's message. So the word fool is the same word pleris. Fool is used for a full basket. Praise God. He's used for something that is full. Full cycle. Full cycle. You see. First there is bliss, then there is ear, and then is corn. That means he has gone through the full cycle of God's word. Praise God. Remember the same word is the same when you see in the, in the Bible when Jesus turned fishes and loaves of bread into multitudes and, and there was full basket. The word full basket there is pleris. Praise God. Now, when you quickly look at, just write this down for the sake of time. Look at Luke chapter 4 verse 1. Luke 5 20, uh, verse 12 is overwhelming. John 1 14, full of grace and truth. Acts 6 3, full of the spirit. That's the same word as pleris, full of the spirit. Acts 6 5, full of faith. Acts 6 8, full of faith. Acts 7.55, full of the Holy Ghost. So the question is, what does it mean to be full? What does it mean to be full? He full of faith. Is he in his house dancing? Is he in his house celebrating? 
<laughs> I'm full of grace and leave it there. If he's full of the spirit, he's in his room watching TV. It's by grace that we watch TV. <laughs> he's full of grace. Is he doing something? Glory to God. Remember, when you are full, God's influence is walking through you. God's influence is walking through you. Acts 7.55, full of the Holy Ghost. Acts 9.34, full of good works. Acts 11.24, full of the Holy Ghost. Acts 13.10, full of subtlety. Acts 19.28, full of wrath. 2 John 8, full of reward. Praise God. So now, the question becomes... When the word of God grows in my life or I grow into salvation, what are the things to see? Remember, the seed is sown in our heart. The seed is sown in our heart. First Peter 2.2. Many of you can quote that scripture, but let's read it. First Peter 2.2. 2. It says, As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. As a newborn babes, you desire the sincere milk of the word. So spiritual growth cannot be kept personal. Your growth cannot be between you and God. Pastor, you see this in my life, eh? As far as my spiritual life is concerned, my growth is just between me and God. I don't want to venture into people's business. How many of you have made that statement to yourself? Don't be too holy. <laughs> the truth of the matter is, Spiritual growth will always have effect on people around you. Spiritual growth will always have effect on people around you. I want you to write this one in capital letters. When a believer or when believers are not active in a local church, what does that mean or translate to you? I want you to answer that. When a believer or believers are not active in a local church, that means they are not growing spiritually. Because spiritual growth affects a positive influence in a local assembly. It cannot be, it's just me and God. It's only me and God that is serving in this life. Pastor, you will not understand. I so much cherish my spiritual growth that is just me and God alone. Pastor, I know you understand. I don't understand though. I will shake my head. <laughs> it doesn't mean I understand. Glory to God. Are you following me? 
So the test of a spiritual growth of a believer is the fact that he is having positive influence in a local assembly. Praise God. If I am growing, it means I am full of the Holy Ghost. Faith and of good works. I, it means I have positive influence over other people. Glory to God. Remember in Genesis, he says, multiply, replenish the earth. Subdue it. Let's quickly read this. Genesis 1.28. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. Genesis 1.28. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the hair and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Now, the word replenish, you get replenish when you have lost strength. Is that correct? Is that correct? The word subdue means there is a threat. Is that correct? How do you subdue something that has no threat in it? The word multiply, these are words for spiritual growth. These are words for spiritual growth. So the question is how do we multiply? How do we multiply? And yet, there are many believers who have not multiplied. And yet, they say they are giant in the spirit realm. But the command is multiply. How do you multiply? We multiply disciples. We multiply disciples. We multiply believers in the earth. We multiply influence by spreading the nature of God, the works of God in our world. Glory to God. I said glory to God. That means there cannot be inactivity and there is growth. There cannot be inactivity and there is growth. Growth precedes activities. Growth precedes activities. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Remember in Mark 4, the seed is the word of God. The seed is the word of God. The new creation, God's work on the earth. God's plan for salvation. Praise God. And I want you to also know that the gift of the Spirit is in the seed. The gift of the Spirit is in the seed. Praise God. God's conduct are all in the seed. The gift of the Spirit is in the seed. God's conduct are all in the seed. Question, is immorality in the seed? Is immorality in the seed? No. Uh, you are not saying it like you, you understand the question I just asked. Is immorality in the seed? No. Praise God. 
I said, praise God. Immorality is not in the seed. What is in the seed is Christ's life. I will produce the Christ life. Can I have the Christ life without Christ service? Church. Can I have the Christ life without Christ service? If you notice in Matthew from chapter 4 to 20, it talks about Christ service. Jesus gave himself serving, healing, praying and meeting needs. In Mark, even from half of chapter 1 all the way, he's talking about Christ service. Luke from chapter 2, John from the very first chapter, he's talking about Christ service. Praise God. Now go back to Mark 4.29 now. So as a believer, if I am growing, what do I produce? Fruits. A believer who is growing is not a believer that just sits. Even to come on a Wednesday Bible study is a war. Do you know that? If you are really growing, you will be hungry for the word of God. What I am dishing out to you now is just 1%. We go full length in Bible study. And yet, you say, Pastor, I want to grow. In Bible study, you come to learn, ask questions to grow. Prayer meetings. <laughs> you know, it's for selected few. Every believer knows that prayer is very important. But when it comes to the activity of praying, you know, let's leave it for the selected few. Praise God. 29, but when the fruit is brought forth, immediately he put it in the sickle because the harvest is come. So when you grow, we expect an harvest. We expect an harvest. More souls come to the kingdom. Backsliding believers are restored. Backsliding believers are what? When we are growing, means I will not cause any believer to stumble. I will not cause any believer to stumble. When you are growing, you will not allow yourself to become an hindrance to a believer. Praise God. I said praise God. When you are growing, it means I am a positive influence with the gospel of Christ. The harvest is of the spirit. The harvest is of prayer. The harvest is of good works. The harvest is of giving, of meeting needs, of healing the sick, preaching and teaching the word. The harvest is of our sacrifice. Praise God. So if we are still in the seed form, we need to step up and grow. Say to your neighbor, step up and grow. Get to the grass form and move over. So that person don't believe you. Turn to the next person. <laughs> no one, look, get over the grass form. A believer who is growing is a believer that will no longer give you excuses to be in church. A believer that is growing is a believer that knows 
to pray for one another. A believer that is growing is a believer <laughs> that even disturb others. Brother, sister, don't you think you need to be praying? Praise God. Now look at verse 20, 30 of Mark 4. Verse 30, glory to God. And he said, whereunto shall we liken the kingdom of God or with what comparison shall we compare it? You see, it is like a grain of mustard seed, which when it is sown in the earth is less than all the seed that be in the earth. I don't know how many of you have seen a mustard seed before. If I'm to bring in a mustard seed right now and show you like this, you will never see it from where you are seated. Praise God. So the word mustard seed is the Greek word synapi, which means it's almost something you won't see. It's almost something you won't see. So that is why the moment you become born again, people don't see that immediately. You can imagine an hardened cultist becoming born again. People on the street will still not believe. The only people that paraventure believe are those who preached to him and got him born again. Praise God. He's like a seed of mustard seed. Mustard seed. Something you can't really see. So Jesus, you know, when he was on earth, you can imagine Jesus was just one man. And then he turned 12. And then he turned 70. And then he turned 3,000. And today, billions of people. So a seed, when the seed first comes in our heart, it's like mustard seed. Look at verse 32. He said, but when it grows, it groweth up and becometh greater than all herbs and shooteth out great branches so that the fowls of the air may lodge under the shadow of it. What does that mean? Every believer must be a covering. Every believer must aspire. Must aspire to be an example to others. You must be a tree that people come under. <laughs> How can you be a Christian and you have no desire to fellowship? To even use your house for fellowship? Eh, Pastor, actually what had happened was my house is not convenient. In the days of old, churches were carried from house to house. A growing believer will want to be a tree that people come under. So remember to grow, you cannot be a Christian without a desire to grow. A believer that is growing, you will notice one thing. People are in church service today because of you. Did you hear what I said? Not, oh, I want to go and see Brother Dozan. No, eh. The fact that somebody didn't feel like coming, you call them, don't worry, I will pick you up and you bring them to church. That's a believer that is growing. 
Because it shows in you. Glory to God. A believer that is growing shows that you are praying for people. You wake up in the night. Nobody is asking you to pray. You pray for them. You pray for your pastors. You pray for everyone around you. A believer that is growing shows that people look at you and just want to be like you. A believer that is growing, he is the one that always stands up. When believers in Christ are no longer fervent, you go after them and ensure they are fervent. Praise God. A believer, <laughs> a believer that is growing, when people are mannerless, you know that you are not like them. You know you are not like them when they are mannerless. Glory to God. You are after the leading of Christ. He is the seed in your heart. Growing and having influence on other people. Subduing the earth. By sacrifice. By self-control. The leading of the spirit. Glory to God. That is a believer that is growing. I want you to rise on your feet this morning. Meditate upon the word that you have heard. That I determine to grow. My desire is that I give myself to building my spirit man in the name of Jesus. My desire is that I grow and not just remain at the blade level. My desire is that I grow and not just remain at the grass level. That I grow to a point where people are impacted positively by my growth. Pray this prayer. You cannot be a believer and have no desire at all to grow. You cannot be a believer that when something is still happening, you are still calling pastors in Africa, prophets in Africa. Prophet, have you seen what I have seen today? As I was leaving my house, I knocked my leg on the stone and said, Ah, the powers of the Father's house have come. But my pastor said, Ah, does your pastor see the things of the Spirit? <laughs> they left you at midnight to come and attack you. Listen, midnight in Nigeria or in Africa, wherever you are from, is not midnight here. <laughs> that you cannot be a believer before you wake up in the morning. He's a prophet that calls you from Nigeria telling you what direction to take and not to take. Someone in the regions of Africa controlling your movement in America. You cannot be a believer that has no desire to grow. It is my prayer that as you hear the word, your desire to grow is heightened. Pray that prayer. He likened the kingdom as seeds. The sower are going to sow seeds. Remember, those that did not have the depth of God's word, we are the ones the devil came to attack and stole the word away. But when you have a when you have root and debt, you are unshaken.
pray that prayer. Come on, pray that prayer. Enough is enough. <laughs> you desire to grow. You cannot hear this word of God and open your ears and your spirit and your heart to another gospel that puts you in captivities and fear. But this is a desire. Paul says, I come unto you. I determine to know nothing save he who died and was crucified. Our desire is to know the Lord. Come and pray. Meditate on God's word. I'm determined to grow. I will not open myself up. No, not again. Not again. Pastor Phil gave us a testimony about a, an individual that a prophet was directing their lives. And he sat with the young man and said, listen, you are putting yourself more and more in bondage. How can you have God? How can you be a believer? You just think yours is thy kingdom, the power and the glory. All of those things is that I'm born again and that's it. Come and pray. Come and pray. Come and pray. Pastor will no longer need to tell me to study the word. No. Pastor will no longer need to tell me to pray. No. I will pray on my own. I will study his word on my own. Come and pray. Come and pray. Come and pray. There is enough power in Christ. There is enough power in Christ. There is enough power in Christ. Come and pray. My desire is that I must grow. level you are in that nothing 
will perplex you again. In the name of Jesus, you take charge of situations. You take controls of your world. In the name of Jesus, you have positive influence in your surroundings. You have positive influence over people. What used to have a negative influence over you, no longer have in the name of Jesus. Today, I decree over you, you stand firm in the world. 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 In the name of Jesus. Somebody shout glory. Shout glory. Thank you for tuning into our podcast today. We hope your soul has been truly enriched. More video and audio teachings are available on our website, www.ChristRehobothChurch.com. Follow our social media pages and check us out on Facebook, Kingsley Agu Ministry, and on YouTube, Kingsley Agu Ministry.